0: Keep on this is peak Too early. early, presented by SAB Racing, featuring
1: Mike Gendron, With Trent a Fontanella, and Steve Gendron.
2: As soon as you are able, woman I'm Hey everyone, and welcome back, the back to the Greatest Running. Podcast in the world Peek too early. I'm one of your hosts, Steve Jenner, and I'm joined by Mike Jenner, who is well, just we'll, well, somewhere off the coast of Connecticut. I accidentally said it earlier, we're gonna run it back just for old time's sake. Mike, how you doing?
0: Yeah, it, it, it weirdly felt good when you said it wrong, and it was a nice little intro. And then my dog screwed up by barking his ass off. Uh, I'm good, Steve. I am fresh off of the White Mountains, spent the last couple days hiking in the, in the white mountains, uh, was, you know, climbing some peaks. We were camping out well, staying at the lodges out there. Um, so, you know, I'm, I'm channeling my inner Trent. I feel a little bit more like a mountain man. I got a clear head. Uh, so I was able to analyze the, my, my track and field notes a little good. So I, you know, I clear, cl- clear eyes, full heart can't lose tonight.
2: And uh, we have a friend of the program, Patrick Donovan, joining us
1: again this evening. Patrick, how you doing, bud? Excellent. Happy to be here. Uh, Like Mike, I was also gone over the last couple of days, uh, fresh back from Nashville, Tennessee, from my company's sales meeting. So bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Very nice. And I just got back from, I was
2: in Puerto Rico, baby, on a nice little vacation. You know drinking some uh cervezas some ideas by the pool some margaritas you know having a having a nice little getaway i got a little i got a little you know you know uh tan going on i was gonna say i was you know i got the irish tan going on i'm a little burnt but i'm a slightly different color than i was when i when i when we did our last episode but feeling r- refreshed recharged and, and ready to go so um we got some uh we got some track and field to talk here. We got some uh, USA results to to get into. A lot happened over this past week. Um, but, hey, I, I got to tell you, let me start off with this. So I got a lot going on this weekend. And as we've talked about before on the podcast, I, uh, I, I'm i training for a marathon. I'm training for the Bay State Marathon in October. And, uh, you know, the, the long runs right now are kind of do or die. You got to get them in every weekend or else, you know, it's this marathon isn't going to happen. Um, and I wasn't able, it was looking like I wasn't going to get in my long run this week. And I had all these excuses going. But then I remembered my conversation with our friend Zuhir Talbi. And I got my ass out of bed this morning at 5am to get in a nice 16 mile run. And if I didn't have that pep talk from our guy Zuhair, I don't think I would have done it. There we go, Steve. There we go. Get I mean, that's what it that's what it
0: takes. That's what it takes for uh especially your situation. Like we said before, I was giving Zuhir a little bit of a hard time. Your situation's a little different. Uh you gotta get it done. I did not do that at five a M this morning. I uh I did not run any miles today, let alone at five in the morning. Um so yeah, you that that's 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 not bad. Not yeah, a bad better start, man than too, me actually. for sure. What so uh, what time what time did you finish up that would have been like brought you to like and so the, I got up just I got after 8 a.m. type of
2: uh, well I, I got out the door around five I had to plant some bottles I did it along the river so I drove down to, to to a different starting spot so I got it done in under two hours this morning yeah yeah but I'm thinking like with like from from wake up. Getting ready oh, for it. I was back. It. I was back for daycare drop off. Mike, I was back at yeah. my house by back at my house by 815. Changed my shirt, changed my shorts, and I dropped kids off at daycare. So that's a that's what's
1: the long run. What's the long run looking like right now? I mean, base State's in October, so you got to be right in the thick of it now.
2: Yeah. So this was uh, this is a, a shorter long run. So I'll be doing uh, I'll be doing 19 next weekend. Patrick. 19. Okay. Yeah, so how many more weeks you got that you're
0: got nice? I got ninety
2: I got ninety-three days left. 93 days. All right. So you got a lot, you got a lot of long runs left. Oh, I got all the big ones. Yeah, got you got all, got all the big long ones long. left. And it is it is hot as hell. I was just, I was just about oh to God, say,
0: dude. even like despite like the busy schedule, doing your long run at five AM right now, especially this week, is almost a necessity. It was humid as hell. Yeah. It's
1: just yeah. been so humid.
0: Man, like,
1: I I feel like no matter what season it is, you can go co- going to complain about the weather in some regard. But these last two months in New England have just been well, worse, this, like, worse than I have ever this, remembered.
0: This summer has been, it's either been humid as can be or raining.
2: Like, like sure that's, that's all you got. This has been, this has been, the the weather-wise, the worst summer of my life, for sure. Expe- especially to be trained for a marathon, this is a horrible, horrible and, summer to be trained for And
1: you, gendrons, are known profuse sweaters. Well, Steve, at least, yeah. Oh, I'm my. a good
2: sweater. I'm a good sweater, but he's the uh, best one. I'm, I'm sure. a one. I'm a one percent
0: sweater. Yeah, well, I'm a man. I'm a good sweater, but I'm not. I'm not. You know, I'm
2: like I'm bottom of the barrel of gendron sweaters. I
1: mean,
2: I'm Steve's I'm at the bottom of the
1: women. Barrel. Like, <laughs> yeah,
2: it, it was bad. It was it was bad this morning. I mean, the 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 weather. Have you got did you guys see the uh, the videos from up in Vermont this weekend? Yeah. Up like in the Long floods. Long yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Bad. Insane.
1: My cousin I mean,
2: lives up there. Not yeah. in that town, but in that area. But crazy summer. And so then, yeah, we we were uh,
0: like I said, we were in New Hampshire hiking and uh, you know, we didn't. Luckily, we didn't get hit with any crazy storms, but the storms basically like ran our entire schedule for the hikes. We had this big, ambitious plan that we were hoping to do for the hike. And it's like we had to plan everything around the storms, making sure we were in shelter when these storms came through. So we had to make adjustments, work on the fly, didn't get to do exactly what we were hoping to do. But yeah, I and mean, they were run through like crazy. It was like every every uh you know a couple times a day there was storm warnings that we were having to watch out for.
2: That's nuts, crazy stuff. Well, hey, let's uh let's not waste any more time. What do you say we uh we jump into uh, some results from this uh this past week? Hey, where do we even start on this? I don't know where we start, but I'll I'll say this when when they do the trials. They string out the the events over more days, right? It's like ten days
1: over like a week yeah. or
2: so. it's like it's more like, a little, yeah. It's like I, I think, think it's ten days. And they I'm give like a little break days. in the middle, yeah. But it it which was like I was I don't know why I didn't check the schedule, but I was kind of expecting that this time around, and I was really disappointed because I I I had to watch all these on recording because I I missed like. Pretty much everything because I was in Puerto Rico the whole time. I was like, because I was gone for five days, and I was like, well, I'll record the first week, and then I'll watch the second week, and then when I got home, I was like, wait a second, it's all over. Like I don't like the uh, the cadence of the uh, the non trials, uh, you know, uh, event here. But don't I guess you, don't you think the trials
0: version is a little too drawn out, though? It's like you get to a point where like you're maybe looking forward to one or two events a day where when you have this condensed schedule, you get the last two days are completely action packed from start to finish. You're getting finals. Uh, you had like trials and finals the last day of the same events. I mean, it really does pack it. And so if you are able now, obviously if you're not able, if you miss a day, it sucks when it's condensed like that. But if you're able to sit down just kind of, consume the entire like last day or the last two days you're getting action-packed
2: days yeah i guess so and i guess it makes it way better to be there um not that anybody went do you guys see? yeah Yeah,
0: holy shit bad bad
1: bad. i mean this is this is the
2: worst this is the worst it's ever been and i think I mean even in in the build up to to this event everybody was talking like I'm like I'm done with Eugene like it is ridiculous and you know it's crazy because you look back before they did the stadium uh the new stadium in old Hayward was always filled I feel like it was always filled or at least it always looked filled and you build this new stadium and it's just like it just kind of killed everything. Like the the mystique of Hayward's gone, the excitement of like going to the to the old stadium's gone. Now I think people are just checking out. They're like, I'm not spending that money to fly to the corner of the country. I'm not I'm not spending, you know, a huge chunk of my savings on an Airbnb for the this time. So man, I some they gotta change this. And unfortunately, it's so tied in with Nike that it's probably like not going to change within the next two decades maybe um but it is i mean you look at you look at this and it's just this stands be um a destination and you know you think of some something else like let's like another sport like someplace like augusta national right This all it's a really old golf course that has this mystique that you know yeah you could update you could take the masters and put into like a much more modern uh much more like easy to get to course but it would completely change the event because people want to go to the old school uh, augusta national and maybe hayward had some of that i mean i remember being at the now the t- trials are a little different even though if you look back on the last trials, it wasn't packed on day one. But I remember being at the trials in 2012 on day one and the place being completely packed in the pouring rain. Like I'm talking pissing rain, just like like it was today. And well, like today we had crazy downpours. I remember being in the old Hayward and that place was, it was downpouring and the place was packed. Um, I don't think you're ever going to get that ever again in Eugene. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you said. I missed
0: ninety five percent of it because my internet sucks and I should probably just go back to Vermont. But I, I I'm sure I agree with it. Nothing I can do. About I,
1: I'm laughing because you were all worried about your internet two weeks ago when we were when you were away in Vermont. <laughs> and now you're in regular society and it doesn't work. <laughs> I,
0: I, I hardly call Medfield, Massachusetts regular society. Frozen
1: can't even can't even rebut oh, it's massachusetts good point
2: <laughs> dunny you're starting to come in choppy now what the hell is going on what right. is going on
0: here's what we're gonna do i am gonna relocate you two keep going
2: all right Donny. we will start with this did you see uh noah lyle's 3 P jacket
1: dude when i saw that jacket the the irresponsible bet I made with Mike I knew it was over right then I think I texted you guys I go well Mike what what kind of wine do you like because it's coming you know but I think it's so important for these guys to kind of do that type of stuff right like a jacket is one thing but then you talk about like I believe it's Noah Lyles doing the um who did he do like a documentary or docu-series type thing with um I know I saw it um but regardless, like they're a lot of these new, like younger athletes are starting to market themselves outside of just traditional track and field. I think it's going to be a huge help. But that jacket was absolute fire.
2: No Lyles is everything that this sport needs, right? Yeah. He is. He is exciting. He's a great character. And we've talked about it so many times on this podcast, but he's 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 cocky. He's calling a shot on his job on his jacket. So he's the two time reigning world champion in the in the 200 meters. And so he's pretty much calling a shot that he's going to be the three time world champion in 300 meters on the side on his arm. He has his he has the times. So he has uh, a nineteen sixty five uh, a nineteen point six five crossed out. He he ran that to win his first world championship, and then he has nineteen point five crossed out. He ran that to win a second world championship, and now he has nineteen point three one on there, which is the time he's hoping to run to win his third world champion. I mean, this guy is just awesome. And so you know, he didn't run the two hundred meters. He he focused on the one hundred, which. I mean I'm fine with. I mean he has the auto he has the auto um He's
1: running at worlds, right? Yeah, so he, he's like... running
2: two at worlds and 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 he's trying to make a team the 100. He goes out there and makes the 100 team. I love this guy. He is my he is my by far my number one favorite athlete in the sport. And honestly, he's one of my favorite athletes in sports period. I love Yeah, this I'm guy. all
1: in. 100% all in. I mean, and it's it's kind of like we talked about the last time I was on, I like with Jakob Ingebertson, I just love like guys who will just go out there and, you know, let their freak flag fly person, you know, let your personality shine through. But we, we, we
2: beg athletes to do that. Right. We beg, yeah. at, we beg Jakob, we, you know um, you know, we're, we're begging these athletes to show a little bit of personality and, you know, we 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 grab onto things like oh Jakob's rocking a, a you know a sick roley right and where it's like he's like you know he's got a little bit of personality leaking out but then you got a guy like Noel Lyles who's just like oozing personality and it is just so much fun. Ousing it is
1: personality oozing confidence and has all of the juice to back it up too. Oh yep, just like dude, it's it's awesome to see and I think like you said. Eyes, it's just going to draw eyes, you know?
2: So love it. Uh Love that he made the uh, the, the the 100 team. Um Let's go with us. Hey, let's do it this way. So hold on. Hold on. What? Can you can you can you hear me? Am I back? Am I good? Am I clear? I got yeah, you. Yeah, OK, good. well,
0: I, ju- I just do want to say, uh you know, I want to quickly flex on Dunny for for winning our bet there. But I will say with as confident as I was a third place finish. Is a little bit of a kick in the balls. It doesn't feel as. Yeah, I would love to come in here and just like, you know, give Danny all kinds of shit, and and I will close. still do that because I won the bet. I did win the bet, uh, but it just <laughs> doesn't feel as like, you Dumb, know, I, I, yeah, I, I wanted to come in here and just like lay into you, but I was still right. I was very much right that he was going to make the team. No problem about it. Um, so yeah, that's all. That's all I gotta say
2: about that. And and Mike, you know, since we're on the since we're on the topic of hundred meters and Noah Lyles finishing third to make the team, we got another name in there that is you know deep in the peak too early lore, yeah, peak too early history of Christian Christian Coleman making this team, missing the win by a tenth of a second. I mean, it was it was it took them.
0: A couple minutes to determine not maybe, but like a minute at least—to determine the winner when they cross the line. You didn't know who won, and Christian Coleman—I mean—looked like he looked like himself. He looked like the the best sprinter in the country, at least—at least, at least cl- close enough to the the hundredth of a second.
2: And I just want when Christian Coleman listens to this episode, when he, I sees- want him to know that this podcast has had It's his back since, since the beginning. We've lost listeners defending Christian Coleman, right? Like, I'm positive that people hate us because of defending Christian Coleman. Christian, we're your biggest fans. Yeah. You need to come on this podcast.
1: Well, and so, so I have a University of Tennessee lanyard on my car keys. Not because of Christian Coleman, but that should just be another reason for him to come (laughs) on the podcast. But I would also like to say, yeah, Mike, you sure, you were right. No, Lyle's made the team. No, really no surprise there. But as I said, it was going to be a lot harder for him than you necessarily thought because of fellas like Christian Coleman. So I do feel slightly vindicated in that regard.
0: So do, do we, uh, do we all remember a uh, football term known as deflate gate? How could we oh, yeah. ever, ever heard of it? Well, so the whole deflate gate thing happened, and then Tom Brady went and won the Super Bowl, and then went on to win the Super Bowl, and then went on to, to win a Super Bowl to the point where it was like, all right, well, maybe that whole deflate gate thing was stupid. Well, I hope we can get to a point where Christian Coleman can start like winning a bunch of things and being awesome that we can all be like, well, maybe that whole thing was stupid and maybe he's actually just sick. And, you know, one of the best printers on the planet. Um, we, I mean, we'd also be stupid not to talk about th- this fella, Charleston, who just, I mean, I, I didn't know who he was. came out of nowhere. I didn't, I didn't know who he was just to win the damn thing. It, it was a great race.
2: Yeah. Oh, no, it's a, uh, it was a, uh, you know, I mean, was this kind of, I mean, other than the 10K, this was the first final?
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I think so. on the men's side. Yeah. Yeah. So great way to kind of like kick off the the meet on Friday. Super exciting, uh, ex- you know, crazy storylines. Um, Trayvon Bromel left off the team. That's, you know, mm-hmm. worth noting. I mean, I think coming into this season, a lot of people would peg him as, is the favorite, um. So it's uh kind of a he's little hurt, bit.
1: Oh no, Would I say I thought I saw he's hurt.
2: Well, it probably could be. I mean, yeah, he's I still he ran... probably he
1: has like a bone spur or something.
2: Maybe he still ran 10-1 I mean, yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, probably. Um. So yeah. So that's the one hundred. So here, let here's what I want to do. Um. Before I mean, eventually we're gonna get into kind of like breakdown. The different um distances and the different events. We're not probably not gonna go through all of them, but we'll go through all the key ones. Um, but key storylines. So we've talked about we've talked about the Noah Lyles jacket, we've talked about Coleman back. Any big storylines that kind of popped out for uh, for you from this this meet?
1: Elise cranny with the double win. Elise cranny
2: with the double win. Um could
1: she have won all three? Um, you mean that's my thoughts. She looked so strong. But she, I, well, I mean. I know. I, no, I, no. I. There's trials in the 1500, but she won. the. She wins the 10K. And then she goes and she just kind of, to me. And again, Steve, I watched it on recording too. But just like watching the, the women's 5K. Just kind of seemed like she's just chilling the whole time. And then 400 to go. Just drops the hammer. And yeah, wins she's... by almost a full straightaway. So like she, in my mind's eye, on a different level. Able, could she have rolled through the fifteen hundred and potentially won the triple? I think she's. I think she gives herself a chance.
2: Yeah, yeah. It, it's hard to say. It, it's really hard to say. I mean, she looks so strong and so unbelievably smooth. Where you're, you're what especially in the five k, right? You're watching the five k, and it's like, you know, she's in the. They, I mean, uh, her uh, Rogers and Monson kind of broke away really early. So it was just the three of them the whole time. Um, and you're watching this and there's like still a mile to go. And you're like, well, at least cranny's gonna win this easy, right? Because Rogers and Monson, I know Monson kind of has like her stride is that she she looks like she's in more pain than she is, that she just kind of has like a a choppy stride. And Rogers is 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 grinding that whole race. But you look at Cranny and you're just like, it's already over. Like this girl is so incredibly strong so incredibly smooth there's not a chance she doesn't like run away with this in the last lap and she did um yeah it's hard to say because it's really hard to compare you know we've talked a lot over the past couple years about preparing specifically for like the 5k and 10k but then also how the 1500 meter has kind of gone to a new level in terms of speed and how you need to do to, to win that those events, you need to do like true speed specific training. That is only going to take away from 5k, 10k. So I don't know. I, I think that. She I'm going to say, say she might I'm be gonna able to make say, the team though. She'd have a shot to make, she might, the team. She might be able I think to
0: make she all puts all herself
1: teams. in position. Yeah. At very least, especially that win the team was pretty bunched up,
0: especially because yeah, she's such a strong runner that like a tactical race, she could, easily be in the mix um well how about... since
2: before before we jump to the next topic since we're kind of like and this might be kind of a fun way to do this as we kind of talk storylines maybe talk a little bit about the races that the storylines attached to yeah yeah I think so so talking about the 5k uh uh 10k on the women's side, um, so, a, a runner we talked about in the preview, Natasha Rogers, how in 2012 at the trials, we talked about how she finished, uh, I think she finished second or third. I think she actually finished second that day, um, in the 10 K, but she didn't make the Olympic team because she didn't hit the standard. She, uh, finished uh top three in the women's 10 K, but didn't hit the standard. She missed the standard by eight seconds. So it was, this is a similar situation where she's top three American, she's not sure if she's going to world championship because she didn't hit the standard. So she comes back in the five K runs an extremely tough race goes. I mean, coming into this race, everybody knew it was going to be cranny and, and, and Monson out front. She goes with them. She grinds the whole way. She gets top three, She hits the standard like I think a really cool story from uh, from Natasha Rogers. She's having an incredible year and she's still going to have a chance to uh, run the qualifying time between now and world championships for the 10K. So there's a chance she runs both 5K and 10K at world. So pretty cool story there. Um, Anything else from the from the women's 5K, 10K?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, like that, that is an incredible story and like i said we've talked about that a couple times i think but i think just in general you have not only assuming that rogers has a chance to to make that 10k team you could have the same 5k 10k women's team right yeah granny munson and rogers and it's pretty wild that they finished in that same exact order in both races i mean that's like okay so we we know who is is running the show on the woman's distance side right now it's like the pecking order could not be more clear it is (laughs) granny munson rogers 10k 5k whatever you want to throw at them that's the order that they're going um so yeah i mean that's like that's our that's our team that's our that is the american track distance team right there on the side.
2: And and I I you know and and just kind of to that point and kind of just uh, reiterating what I just said, I feel like Cranny and and Munson are different level, like they're head and shoulders above every every other, um you know woman in the in that dis- all the other women in that distance, um and then Rogers just is, is kind of, like, punching above her weight here. She's just, like... It, she's just racing really hard and, like, earning these times and earning these finishes. So, it's cool to see. I yeah, will say... A bunch remind
1: me of, like, Rup Farah back in the day. Yeah, yeah. I,
2: I will
0: say, too, especially when I look at, like, the 5K, there's a lot of young talent in the woman's 5K that I think is not quite polished yet, but, like... Yeah. I mean, even Munson obviously is like still really fresh and she's kind of like taking that next big step when she, because like her and Kaladi, like Kaladi is still right there, but they were neck and neck in college and she's, Monson's taking the big step, but then you look at like the Tui's and the... Tui
2: will be, Tui, I think by the try, by the next go around, Tui will, I think, I feel like it'll be like those two and Tui. Like yeah,
0: that's and, and then like, Ellie Hennis and like a lot of like that kind of like two or three year group has kind of moved in and they were, you look at like the top 15 in the 5k and it's just like scattered with a lot of really young talent. So yeah, I do think we have like kind of the established top of those distance events, but there's a lot of people kind of clipping at their heels ready to go. Um, So I think that that could be an exciting kind of next couple times around for 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 this distance squad
1: yeah it's deeper than the podium would otherwise lead you to believe i agree right? like, yep caitlin i i know i said it in the in the preview like i thought caitlin Tui was gonna make a team um for sure in the 5k but you know i think you know like you said maybe just not as polished right so good learning experiences for these this like next tier down of this younger talent and sp- specifically in the women's five K
2: for sure. Mike, it sounded like you had a, uh, a headline on deck. I do.
0: <laughs> I do. Did you guys hear Woody Kincaid's post 10 K interview?
1: I did not. But when yeah. he was talking about Joe Klecker,
2: yeah, your guy, your guy, Joe my guy, Klecker. my guy, so he hey, was, hey, hey, before we get into this, I just want to apologize I was trying to, I was trying to, to just be like a contrarian in some way, and I picked against Joe Klecker, and I hated myself from the second those words came out. Yeah, I love that guy. It's tough, and it's a tough. And hey, I'll say this: my only bad prediction. We're gonna get into it. My only bad prediction for the entire, entire USA Championships, but it was a pretty bad one. I'll say that. Yeah, not great go go what, what do you I missed I missed this so he was
0: asked after he won the 10k it, he, something like you know it, you know you and Joe have been battling out lately is it safe to say that there's like a rivalry there between you and, and Joe Klecker and he responded by saying uh he kind of like laughed and thought about it and he's like well is it really a rivalry if I've never lost to him Oh, I love yeah. it, Woody!
2: I love yeah. it. And then,
0: and then he did like kind of. I think he kind of realized what he said and tried to backtrack it a little bit and and complimented Joe and kind of talked him up. But his initial reaction was to say, "No, I don't think it's a rivalry, and I think I have shown that by nonstop beating him." Um, and yeah, and then he like
1: walked it back. And yeah, like, oh, yeah, he was know, like, "Like, why wouldn't I like Mark?" joe clecker i'll lean drinks. into it
2: woody lean yeah a guy I come like, on dude i
1: trust to perform i just i just wish he had just been like yeah dude i've never lost to him but
0: i did love it and i i don't know why i feel like i kind of always go back and forth on woody like what where i'm at with him but like when we had him on the podcast i loved the conversation we had with him and then he he does seem to be a guy that is not afraid to like throw shit out there like that and he's not he's a guy because he was in the thick of it with the whole uh, um, Lopez Lamont thing yeah. um, with Chalimo and so yeah he's not afraid to kind of throw it out there and say things that get reactions and I think it's clear that we're at a point where like Woody is I, like I remember when he like break, in that race where he broke 13 for the first time it was like god is this guy for real well, I mean, it's pretty clear that he's for real now, right? Like he—that's
2: yeah, a good point. Yeah, he, was,
0: he made both events in the Olympics and ran like a badass in the Olympics. And how it comes back again and shows that that wasn't a fluke. He's the USA champ in the ten k, and it's like we'll get into Grant, I'm sure. But like we've kind of dubbed Grant as the the U S distance king right now. But like when the stakes get high and the pressure's on in a big race woody
2: Woody delivers has
0: clearly been there has clearly been there and then he comes back with that comment it's like all right I, I think maybe i'm sold i think maybe i'm sold on woody
2: yeah no woody woody's a woody's a gamer and you're right mike i i was thinking back to it it was that um it, they did like bowerman did that um they did a 5k at that um you know the the Nike campus uh, track, like wooded track there. And Woody just kind of like ran out of his mind, ran under 13. And it feels like ever since that moment, Woody has been elite. And he's been one of the top distance runners in the country.
0: And we definitely shit on that initially, right? Like we yeah, were like, we did. Uh, Bowerman with their time trials and Woody could only do it like in these perfect conditions on their little, you know, track inside the forest. And so, yeah, we definitely shit on it, but he's you know proving us wrong obviously i
1: understand shitting on that but it's also tough to do that in like a non-competitive environment like i don't give a shit like if like how competitive you are with your teammates like it's not a race you know so it's still i get it i get it and i agree with it but it's still tough to go run under 13 at practice
2: yeah yeah and we don't need to go <laughs> We don't need to get into
1: it. <laughs> you don't well, need to dig up. Hard
2: that was at a time when we were like scraping for anything to talk about. So I don't want to go back into the like the time crowd <laughs> conversation, but you're right. You're right. Um, yeah. And, 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 you know, since we're on it, bummer, bummer that we didn't get to see Grant out there. Um, you know, a little no, worried. He, he, he did run the 10K. He, he ran the 10K. You didn't get to see him in the 5K. But we didn't get to see Grant as his dominant self out right. there. Um, makes me a little worried because, you know, last time we talked about, we were talking about Grant, we were just like, there's nobody in the world that can stop this guy. Right. And he's going to be like the guy in the U.S. for a long time. And it's like, you know, you hope you hopefully, hopefully he recovers from this and he picks up where he left off and, um, you know, last year, as we get ready for you know the next time around, but uh, yeah, a l- little bit of a bummer not to he, see not to see Grant out there. He has an auto bid, right, for Worlds, so he must. Here, let me take a look. He must. Out. He must. So, do you, are you saying he's gonna run Worlds in the five k?
0: Uh, I don't know for sure, um, but I'm pretty sure he has the auto bid, right? I mean, he, yeah he won the 5k and the 10k. Right. Cause I'm thinking about like Mo didn't run the 800 cause she already had the auto bid. She ran the 15 and then is opting out of the 15. Which but he she...
2: said he had a stress fracture. Yeah. Right.
0: Right. Right. But so that's, that's the
2: only like... thing where it's like, if he came out and said like, Hey, I got an auto, like I'm not going to run. Like I'm a little banged up, but to come out and say, I have a stress fracture.
0: That's a little bit. He still did run the 10k. It's like if it was going to yeah. stop him from racing, then why not? here, Let me him.
2: let me let me pull up the post The the but the way like I feel like the way I read the post is that they discovered the stress fracture in between the two events. I see.
1: You know what I yeah, mean? It's, it's I guess one I, of the, I think it's one of those things more so where it's like. I guess I read that. Right. I guess sh- I put it on the shelf now.
0: I thought of that it as like time. you know he had this injury, tried to run through it with the 10k, and then decided it wasn't a good idea. But maybe you're right. Maybe it was like a.
1: Let
2: me let me see. I screen
1: because it was yeah, on. I, I read it as more one more of those things that it was like knew he was hurt, didn't maybe didn't know the extent of it. Ran its 10k, felt like trash the whole time. Probably still came still came in fourth, which is nuts, and just barely at that and then probably hey let's look into this a little deeper and then oh i have a stress fracture i'm gonna hang it up (laughs) so it
2: says unfortunately won't be lining up for the usa 5k championship tonight i have a stress injury in my femur that i further aggravated in the 10k on thursday so stress injury doesn't yeah, and it doesn't it's, necessarily so, mean stress fracture, but he aggravated in the 10 K. So see, see what I mean, though, by the incredibly, way, reads, it's incredibly like, frustrating yeah. timing, but it's all part of the game.
0: Yeah. So see, see what I mean? mean, by the way, that reads where it's like it sounds like it was something he was dealing with before. And then it was re whatever, like either made it worse or flared it up again. But it sounded like it was something he knew about coming in and then it just whatever. So yeah, it sucks. It it it, it sucks when you don't have your best guy in the mix. Like it changes everything. Um, but it does open up other opportunities for other people. While we're still in the tank, I think it's worth mentioning McGordy. Make him Steve, right? I mean Making me look like a genius, baby. Third, third in the five k and the ten k. I what doubling back? What?
2: Yeah, just out of,
0: nowhere, what, out
2: of nowhere. What? Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. I said, I I feel like McGordy's gonna have a big race or big a big you know a big USA Championships. Out of nowhere. I mean, did you think this big? Did you think I, top I don't, three? I don't know why. I I just like I was just like I feel like he's due. Like I feel like he's due in like in the way that that at some point I feel like over the past, you know, four or five years, all all the Bowerman athletes have been due at some point. I was like, he's he's running like decent, right? And I just feel like he's ready to pop. And he did. So yeah. Uh, what did I say? I said I said somewhere between third and fifth in, in the 5K and 10K. Right. So, yeah, third and both. Since since I thought about- he was
1: going to make a team, maybe with a you little bit less conviction than Steve. But I said it. I'm I'm in there, too. <laughs>
0: since Since we're already talking 5K, should we just move right to that?
2: Sure. Sure.
0: Yeah, you know, well, this is just a fluid podcast, right? No, I like it. You know, I like, no, I like, no. I like,
2: I like fluid. I like fluid better than, uh, than, than going event by event. So yeah, like, yeah let's, let's, let's talk. Let's talk men's
1: 5k. Abdi Nur. What a beast. Abdi Nur. That was a sick race, dude. It was a sick race. And it was a fun race to watch. The finish
0: was so weird where you had Abdi looked like he had locked up coming into the home stretch. Chelimo. Starts pushing. Ah, who else called Chalimo, baby? Yeah, another great call. But (laughs) I said Chalimo,
2: nerve one two, baby. That's what I said.
0: (laughs) You have Abdi coming down the home stretch, like feeling like somebody's coming.
2: He's looking over
0: both shoulders, like, and so when he's looking over both shoulders, I'm like, oh my god, he's dead. Like Chalimo's got him dead to rights. He's worried about him, and. You're thinking the whole time like Chalimo's coming. It's gonna be like he's got it, and then he just wins. Like th- for for whatever reason, may- maybe maybe it wasn't that weird. It just felt like a weird finish. Like I felt like Chalimo was just gonna get him, and then he just he just never did. And Abdi wins. So
1: I was the opposite, Mike. Like I was watching it, and I agree. Like it was it was like a crazy finish. It was really exciting to watch, but for me, I never felt like nerd was at risk of losing it it just became a lot closer than it arguably should have been and like i loved when he like you said he's a, like I'm like a bobblehead dude just like yeah. trying to find Paul he's <laughs> <I was> like <laughs> where is this guy i feel great i'm not going to lose but if i don't know where he is there's a chance i could so i just got to find him and just calculate my effort in from there once i know where he's at and
0: then it, it ended up like not even really. I mean, I, I know it was close, but I mean, like, I, I guess my point is like, I was surprised that when he crossed the line, it was like, oh, he had plenty of room to work with it. It wasn't like it came down to a lean. It just, I, I, I don't know. It felt like closer than it actually was. Yeah.
2: Um. Hey, question here. And I, I should probably know how this works, but um, McGordy doesn't have the doesn't have the standard does that mean joe klecker goes or does he not get to go because he's not in the top three because joe klecker has the standard
0: i think klecker goes i think
2: klecker goes yeah yeah so klecker could be on both teams here
1: that's another team my guy makes go go dunny yeah
2: go dunny um (laughs) i don't hate the fact that cooper tier is not and i'm i'm
0: not surprised that that to come
2: up from one of you
1: (laughs) what did you say I was waiting for one of you to bring that up.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, here's the thing, like. I was going to say I don't want to be too anti tier, but I just feel like it wasn't too long ago where everybody was talking about this guy is like the next great thing in the United States. Right. And he was going to be dominating this distance for the foreseeable future. And don't get me wrong. Uh, fifth is not like bad right i mean he ran thirteen twenty seven, finished fifth in the united states so that's not bad but it's just like i feel like there was a there was a lot of hype around this guy not too long ago and to not make the team i feel like is i don't know i it's
1: a bit of a letdown
2: yeah
0: yeah so i mean that's it's a hell of a group ahead of them though it is
2: I
1: know he got
0: beat by Sean McGordy. That's true. That's true. It's <laughs> a good point. Um, wow. shout out to Mystery Man, seventeenth in the country, seventeenth in the country. Top, top, he was top, top he twenty, was... top twenty-five k runner in the country. No big deal. Listen,
1: he's the most consistent, inconsistent runner there is. Yeah, I mean, he was he... leading at the two mile. So shout yeah. out to the
2: Mystery Man.
0: He could have won that thing it, on a, he's on still
2: a at Oklahoma State.
0: I don't. Uh, maybe for track. Yeah, I, mean, I guess maybe
1: for outdoor. Yeah, because it says Oklahoma State. Yeah, he oh, was. Yeah, for outdoor. Dude, he. I feel like he's been there for ten years.
0: He has. I've been talking about him for. I <laughs> feel
1: yeah, you've been talking about him for ten <laughs> yeah. years.
2: Talk amongst yourselves for a second. I gotta go get a beer.
0: Yeah. Uh. Agreed. What What other storylines do you got, Donnie?
1: Mm. Anything? I do. Yeah um
0: I got another one I'm right yeah, well ahead, actually going. we should save that one for Steve we shouldn't talk about that
1: well one. I think just simply like uh, just one to kind of fill fill the air just jump into the to the women's 400 uh Sydney Sid- McLaughlin is just the best
0: she's the best yeah I um, honestly I had this gigantic thing of notes. I didn't even write down no even how, I was, I was like, like, "What am I? What am I gonna say? Like, that's gonna be interesting." About
1: yeah, there's there's at this again, point, and not like I said, I just wanted to fill the air while Steve was gone. But well, hey, I'll just say
2: I don't, I don't, I don't. You okay, Mike? Yeah, uh, I was just gonna say I I don't remember the last time we did a Friday recording, so. I'm uh, I'm tying one on tonight. I'm tying one on too. This is
1: this Buddy, is I'm the, right here with you, man. Yeah. So I I needed to go. Actually, uh, the I, last the were... last
0: two recordings, we did one on like a Saturday night, well, the last ones on a Saturday night, and then we got tonight. So yeah, I'm.
1: We didn't do it on a Saturday night. No, it was it was Fourth of July week. So oh, we were... was, oh oh
0: yeah, that's what it we, was. I man. was on a
1: porch on the Cape. Mike yeah, you were on... in the Cape. I was in Vermont. we were all. They, 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 I was about like, a bottle of half a uh that's right Al cabernet in <laughs> yeah.
2: but i i had a race the next month. Oh, speaking of the race i meant to talk about that um this is two years in a row two years in a row at the uh at the water stop mickey ward hands me a water so uh you know oh, huh? take, johnny carson yeah take take my water and i say pride a little and he goes thank you very much every time <laughs> and then i was doing my cool down and uh he was like packing up the water and he's like he's like water or vodka and i was like uh both please <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think
0: um to your point, Danny, Sidney yeah. McLaughlin, I, I think like w- we could just probably put a category here, right? We'll put Sidney McLaughlin like, OK, yeah, no dash. He's great.
2: Ryan Krauser, no, no So so Ryan my Krauser, no dot. He's great. Exactly. Those those are the people that we save for the conversation at worlds. It's not even worth talking about their greatness. Yeah, but if we don't,
1: the darling of America, but again, those,
2: those, those are, those are like, they might as well be like Marvel characters. Like it's, (laughs) let's talk about, let's talk about like, you know, the, the Sean McGordy's and the Natasha Rogers of the world. We'll save those guys for another day. I know, but
0: like, this is like the, the
2: segment when you have a segment, it's like, I just want to
0: say your name so that we, I don't get, Shit, yeah, shit from feel, the internet. It's I, like we need to have an I internet, we just feel list, wrong. yeah, we just need to list people, l- say names so that people don't get mad. Um, Steve, I was about to bring up this storyline, but I didn't feel right doing it with you gone at the fridge getting a beer.
2: Um, Shikari. Kari wig that was that was my next one um yeah loved it you know i so i um i watched most of it on recording because like i said i was away but I, i was able to catch a little bit um just kind of like at night when putting the kids to bed and uh i i was i was sitting there watching watching this race and you know that um you know that meme of like uh, Leonardo DiCaprio from that um, from the Tarantino movie where he's like drinking a beer, pointing at the TV. Do you know Steve, what I'm talking about, Danny?
0: Steve, Steve, no, I don't. Of course, is that well, what you want to say? You know, I said the meme, the I said before of... we even got on the recording, I have a page full of notes, and all of them are X's and O's. I don't want to hear about this internet stuff.
2: You know, you know the Leo DiCaprio meme where it's um uh, once upon a time in Hollywood, where he's sitting there watching TV, drinking a beer, and then all of a sudden he starts pointing at the TV. You know what I'm talking about?
1: No, I can't. Oh, say Oh God, it. you guys
2: were. That's what it was like. I'm gonna I'm gonna clip this and I'm gonna put the meme, and that's what it was like when I saw Shakari Richardson, uh, Shikari, sorry, uh, rip off her wig to symbolize uh her her leaving the her 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 old self behind. And then dominating the hundred meters, and then the the post race interview,
1: mm-hmm. uh,
2: the greatest quote, one of the greatest quotes from track and field in recent memory. It's, I'm not back. I'm better.
0: I'm better. So, I love that quote. And so are you all in on carry now, Mike? I I was never like I haven't rode the roller coaster. I don't think quite like you have. Like I felt Mike, like you
2: got to go. You got to go. Punch your router and something because
0: I felt like it was doing okay for a little bit there. I felt like I was hanging in for a while there. Um, yeah,
2: but but your but your internet your internet God. is got it
1: sucks now. I don't know what happened. Well,
0: my, yeah. my my what I was saying
1: I'll see, is i CC to put her phone on uh airplane on, mode Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I gotta shut off every phone in this house. Start ripping TVs out the wall. But my point was. I, I don't think I quite rode the roller coaster like you do with Shikari, where I felt like you were you you were like this close to out on here forever and then you I was you you took that thing right to the top and now you're like the biggest Shikari where I, I But it was I, pre but Mike
2: to to, to oh, be yeah, fair, yeah. it was pre it was pre like performance. Correct. It was just like I was every time I was like this person's It, it was that like, one
0: interview, I, that that one
2: so every Instagram
0: time, space or something like that,
2: I had notifications on when she was going live because I was like, this person is a lunatic. I do not want to miss a second. And then I, I tuned in one Instagram live to be like, let's see what this crazy person has to say. And I left the Instagram live being like, I think I'm a Shakari fan now. So,
0: yeah. Yeah. So I, I do think I I like Shakari and I was never like, like I said, I was never completely out on her. I don't think I'm quite where you are because I'm still trying to figure out who she is, right? And like her sign, we we've kind of talked about this before with like her like leaning into being the villain and when she's running good. And it's like, I'm just, I, I guess I'm not 100% sure where I'm at with her, but her being good and her winning and winning with the theatrics and everything like that is undoubtedly what, what we need, right? at the premier event in the sport, we need personality. We've talked about Noah Lyles. We've talked about how he is crucial for the sport. Well, having her is insanely important. So regardless if you're a fan of hers or whether you like her antics or whether you believe this like new character, whatever, it doesn't matter. I think we can all agree that we need her and we need her to be good and it's
1: important. So that's where I'm at. Well said. Well said. So you would need definitely. storytellers, man. And she went into the stands after she won. Yeah, love it.
0: <laughs> into yeah. the the sea of fans.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'm all for she, it. Man. She
0: signed all nine people's, you know, brochures for the for the meet.
2: Uh, hey, I got a, I got a storyline that's not necessarily event specific um but uh we got heart rate monitors out there did you guys see this
1: i did yeah i did i'm curious your thoughts so
2: we had a we had i think there was a couple i think it was mostly on the on athletes i know it was in the yeah red for sure monson had it uh yeah red had it um i love it i think that every athlete should have one of these on and we should know their heart rate at all times I think it is, it's super interesting, especially if we can compare the different heart rates. Like if we have like multiple athletes on the screen, like if we have the lead pack and we get to see their heart rates, we get to see like heart rate spikes. Uh, you know, I, I think that stuff like for the real, well, Like It's super nerdy right now. It's a super nerdy statistic. But I think if it becomes more of like a mainstream thing to watch, it's going to help. It will help the average fan kind of understand the sport a little bit more, too. So it could be kind of like an accepted metric that just kind of helps you watch the sport, if you know what I mean.
1: Yeah. yeah I, mean, I, lo- I loved it too. I think one miss that they had though, when you're talking about heart rates is I want to know these guys heart rates right before the gun goes off. Yeah. Yep. That's the and biggest that's, miss,
2: but the, and that's, that's the, that's like the argument, like when I, when other sports talk about it, they talk about golfers, right? Like mm-hmm. I want to see, I want to see, you know, Tiger Woods heart rate, you know, be nothing when he's standing over the ball where, you know, some guy that's, straight Michael off the corner through it
1: coming
2: yeah. through his chest yeah some you know some pga pro that's lining up over the over the you know in the t-box or in the first tee of a pga event like just losing their mind like i want to see the difference of that so that was know. exactly
0: exactly the comparison i was going to make because i think um i i like it when they try different things right and some things we've seen work some things have obviously not worked but the golf obviously tried the whole whoop thing and they had the heart rates on the screen. And I think that's great. So I, I think it's cool that they're trying this thing. But having it in different moments, right? Not just the races, but even like okay, we we go to um Dendi before his like last jump or something like that. Right. Where it's like a championship jump or a championship throw. And like you said the same idea of them being on the starting line. It's like, okay, well, when the pressure is on and they need to make this jump, they need to make this throw. Well, okay, like I, I'm not a jumps guy. I'm not a throws guy, but I can understand the the concept of like the elevated heart rate, like you said, Steve, like this is a a, a different way to get people to understand what's going on there and the, the, the pressure of the situation, the importance of the situation. So I think it's a cool tool. I, it's not perfected. But I like them tinkering, trying different things, stealing things from other sports and stuff like that. I think it's a good thing.
1: you think and I don't think bets on the winning, you know, the winner of a particular <laughs> I mean... event's heart rate as they cross the line? <laughs> now we're talking.
0: That would be. Electric. That's
1: electric. Electric. Oh, the winner's heart rate. That, that reminds me of not to bring it back to golf, but like. Like if it, you take like the Masters or something, you just you put on like the Amen Corner stream, and you just bet on hitting hitting this fairway, hitting the green, and you just hang on those on pretty much every shot that comes through these three holes all day. That makes it's kind of like that type of prop bet, with like okay, like Nagoose is gonna be one one ninety eight as he crosses the line, right over or under that. You know, I think that I mean, would be electric. It's like the national anthem bet too. <laughs>
0: it, that would be awesome, and that does bring us to another storyline that I guess I don't really want to talk too much about because it's not really worth our breath. But the fact that not clearly there was no heart rate bets, there was no bets at all. Right there was there's no no action to be put at least on a uh, a legal platform. So. Whatever, yeah.
1: Bummer. Sad day, bad day. Sad day, sad
2: day. It, was, day. And it sucks because they they had it for the trials. Like I don't understand how you can have it for the trials and then not right. They they did have it for the trials. I'm not going crazy, right? They had it for the trials. Yeah.
1: I think maybe how many people were even were betting on it, right? Like they got to look at it. And say, yeah,
2: I I get it. The, I get it. it's
1: worth the squeeze. I get but it. clearly it's they
2: a have step- a
0: system for handicapping it, right? I mean, it's not like right. it's not like they'd have to like invent a, a, a system for handicapping. It's not different from what they did from the yeah. trials. Um, and, and I get it. You're not going to have every event, um, on a national scale, right? But if we can get five or six events in there, let's get the hundred meters. Let's get the fifteen hundred. Uh, you know whatever, get like a couple of the premier events in there. I'm fine with that. Like, that's a good step in the right direct direction. I understand if you don't want to have like the decathlon the lines out there, but if we can get at least the 100, the 200, the
1: 15, that'd be great.
2: I'm, I'm hopeful we'll have it for Worlds.
1: I think like you, Worlds Trials Olympics, you're going to continue to get it. And, you know, the more regional like USA's, that stuff will come later on down the line as betting on worlds and the Olympics becomes more and more popular because, you know, people who like to bet on sports are always looking for something Mm -hmm. new to bet on. I feel like, you know, just to kind of dip the toes in the water. So
0: I I think you could see it honestly more like consistently on diamond league stuff before you start seeing consistently on like national championships.
2: Well, last summer, last summer, there were, there were bets popping up on DraftKings for diamond, like almost all the diamond leagues, but we haven't seen any diamond league bets pop up this summer, which is a little bit of a bummer. And maybe it was one of those things they were just trying to get people excited for like the upcoming Olympics. Um, But yeah, they, there, there's been nothing this entire summer, which is a huge, huge bummer. So,
1: um, we've had layoffs in February. I'm I'm pegging that as the reason. Oh, no. interesting
2: yeah. inside info there.
1: Just looked it up.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I got a storyline. Okay. Or, Mike, on. time out, time out. Your internet took has taken a turn for the worse, and it is like hard to listen to. Is well, there anything we can do? Y- you guys have been great, so smooth so on your end, smooth on my end. All right, but there's nothing I can do. I'm you might I'm, have to you might have to combine two different audios, mine and yours, for this chop them up. Okay, because I, I know you said the beginning was was shitty for yours, but there's nothing we can do. There's no uh no other spot in the house. This is this is the best I'm gonna get. All right. Um, all right. So hey, I got a uh I got a, it's less of a storyline and more just kind of like an opinion. Um I think the best, the most entertaining race of the entire meet was the women's fifteen hundred meters.
1: Um, I mean between them or the men's 800 but I agree the women's 1500 was dope
2: and I'll start off by saying this uh I got a couple DMs uh last time around I used the wrong pronouns for for Nikki Hiltz and I will say this I Nikki is a is a is a uh a friend of the program and somebody that who I have I mean I've hung out with her outside of the podcast just kind of like you know um I, I, you know, I, I feel like I'm friendly with her. So I didn't, I didn't mean anything bad by it. And we will, we will fix that going forward. But Nikki, uh, did I, that's another huge call on my part. Did I call Nikki Hiltz having a big meet or
1: what? I got to, I got to tip your tip, the cap to you there, Steve. I have in my notes here. I thought Nikki Hiltz was the strongest looking runner at the entire meet. Just so smooth, so strong, the entire race, and then they just when it came down to, you know, gut check time, they just rolled through and won. It was such a good race, and that Lululemon kid is awesome.
2: Yeah, yeah. No, uh, Nikki has it. Uh, I'm trying to think. Was were there any other runners in the in the field that had Lululemon? Um, but it looks good. Yeah, looks clean. Nikki like we
0: talk about the talking about Shikari, but like Nikki seems back. We I think we talked about in the last episode, but there was a stretch of time where it felt like the the kind of rise we saw kind of the rise and fall of of Nikki and, and Nikki was on top of the world and Doing all these big things, and then it was just quiet for, for a little bit. This race was awesome, and uh, it was a great field too that Nikki beat. I kind of want to talk about the kind of uh Mo experience with the 1500 because Mo looked awesome, and I thought Mo was gonna win it. It was just very clear that. Mo didn't have the gas and Nikki is an experienced 1500 meter runner and easily took it to her in that last stretch and ran an awesome last stretch, but Mo looked great. And I think there's something there with Mo I just think she oh,
2: she's a generational talent. That that's what's there. Neuro neuro. But yeah, but... yeah, I get it. I get <laughs> but it. My... If she trained specifically for the fifteen hundred meter, she would be she would she would be dominant, but she's an eight hundred meter runner. Yeah. I think there I think there's something there with Mo. I I yeah, I, 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 I guess great, I, great great analysis. I guess my point <laughs> is
0: even by focusing I mean, on the gold
2: medalist. I think there's something there with her. Oh my god.
0: This guy's this guy's unbelievable. This guy's no, unbelievable. I think
2: that, you know, hey, Dunny, that uh, that 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 Shohei Hotani, I think there's something
1: there with him. What do you think? Yeah, he's just a he's a pretty good player. My <laughs> point is it played
0: out exactly how you'd expect it to. Mo looked amazing for fourteen hundred and ran out of gas.
2: Like, have you have you have you seen this guy, Jason Tatum? I think there's something there. What do you think? I don't know if that's the example you want to use. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. What about this? Uh, have you seen this kid, Patrick Mahomes? I think there's something there with him, huh? Hey,
0: asshole. Listen, Mo is... I, I don't think that it's was, before this race, clear to anybody. Mo is awesome. She is a 800 superstar, one of the greatest talents on the planet. I think it was not clear to me whether going up in distance was going to be like uh, exactly what we see in that 800 and a half mile. And I, after watching that race, my point is Steven that after watching that race, I think it's pretty clear that she could keep moving up, that she could be dominant going from the 400 to the 800 to the 15. She's awesome. And I think the fact that she got beat is not an indication of how uh, uh, of what what we could see from her in the future. That is my point.
2: Fair Steve. enough. So this guy,
0: this tough, guy, died. tough uh, busters, Mike.
2: was Was my
0: was my internet good for that one, Steve? <laughs> um,
1: what actually
2: the- it wasn't super crisp, it was <laughs> a little <laughs> choppy. <laughs>
1: Uh, staying on the 1500 though, women's heartbreak for friend of the podcast, Sinclair yeah. Johnson. Yeah, great race. She's she's she she will go. It's it's a bummer not
2: to see her on the podium. She will go to Worlds, though. So, yeah, I was gonna Lake- say, is it the
1: same situation with Mo yeah. not having the the qualifier?
0: Was Sinclair, uh, well, was Sinclair Courtney- no, 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 no? Well, it's not even. Oh, I see what you're saying, but was she... uh. Was Sinclair the one that we were saying that this was kind of like yeah, like coming out party almost yeah, or like is, make or break,
1: which yeah. I don't necessarily think because I don't necessarily think like just because she didn't get on podium what we were talking about on the last podcast. I don't like she was right there dude. Like you. So I, uh, I'll,
2: I'll say this, Dunny, the the race unfolded way differently than I thought it was going to unfold. Right. I don't I, I don't come away from that, that race being like, ah, oh, Sinclair didn't have it. It was, it was a, it was a, it was a gutsy final lap, right? It was anybody's race. She was right there. She literally dove at the finish line. So I, it wasn't one of those things where, um, she lost it. She just got beat by a little bit. I, I, it could have been anybody's race. It it, it like, it was honestly like a positioning thing, right? Um, so I, I don't think it was a bad showing for Sinclair. I don't think it takes away from her trajectory at all. And I'm kind of going back a little bit on the things I said, kind of coming into this race about like what she needed to do because it was such like a crazy, exciting finish.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. And that's what I'm saying. I don't think it takes away from any of that. Um, I think it almost more so like proves that she's there and she can do it right. Oh yeah. She was just, I mean, she ran the last. Five hundred meters, essentially in lane two. You know, it was just a just tough, tough positioning, like you said.
2: And and I need to say this about Sinclair. I actually was I I shot her a message, um, shot her a message after the, the the race. Um, she had some um, she had some stuff that was taken out of context. I don't know if you guys saw this in an interview between like the um, um, the the semis and the finals where she was talking about Mo. And she was talking about how the 800 is different than the 1500, right? And how it's it's just like it's twice the distance and how, it, it, you know, she might struggle, which guess what? Mo did struggle with it being a longer race, even though there is something there with Mo. Um, she did struggle a little bit. She showed that the distance might be have to has to be something she has to train specifically for. But uh, there was I saw all these posts flying around on Twitter that Sinclair was showing disrespect to Mo with these comments and she actually responded being like hey no disrespect I think you have to dig pretty deep to find disrespect in those comments you have to be like looking to like stir up controversy to say that what she was saying was disrespectful and I don't think that I don't think there was any disrespect there and I think that um the people that are trying to say that are just trying to be, they're they're just trying to create something that's not there. So I wanted to stand up for Sinclair. And I also wanted to just kind of like make sure the two crews on the same page here, like it, you know, we're all for like, we're all for the, the controversy and wanting to see like these athletes go at each other a little bit, but in this case, it's not there. And let's not, let's not try to drag somebody that doesn't deserve to be dragged.
0: Uh, Agreed. And I think anybody who's listened to that
2: makes, is that fair? Yeah. Yeah. I think anybody
0: who's listened to us in, uh, when we talked to Sinclair and followed Sinclair and we, you know, obviously have a great relationship with her. Not that type of athlete, right? Like not that type of like shit talker or trying to stir up controversy. And, I think she's speaking from a place of uh, experience. She is, uh, was a borderline like 800, 1500 runner. Um, obviously, 1500 is a specialty, but she dabbles in the 800. And I think she just knows the difference between the two events and knows um, kind of the, the particulars of it. And I, I think that's what she's commenting on, not taking a shot at Mo. I think you have to be stupid to take a shot at Mo because uh, there is something there. I'd, I'd be a little bit nervous about her.
2: Yeah, that th- that's a good point. I think it, speaking to the coming from an experience of somebody that like is more of like a mid distance rather than a distance runner coming down. Um so yeah. So anyways, we I feel like we uh I just I just wanted to I just wanted to say that on the podcast and make sure we're kind of on the on the same page there. Um anything left on women's 1500 meters. Well, I think the natural transition has to be the men's fifteen hundred meters. And Dunny, this uh, this Nagoose kid, I think there's something there. What do you (laughs) there?
1: Listen, there's something there. He may want to be a dentist, but he might want to put that off for a little bit because he's got a little something on the old oval. And what a race this was! This is
2: another great one. This is another great one. Um, uh, Nagoose out from the gun, taking it out hard showing his dominance, Um, you know, watching this race, like, you know, as they're kind of in the pack, it's a little depressing because, not because I'm uh, not depressing in the sense that of like where the 1500 meters is for the United States. It's a little depressing that central angles aren't in the mix. anymore. Uh-huh. And, you know, I know in the final central was in that race, but he was at the back of the pack and there was a little piece of me as like, maybe he's got a kick, right? Maybe this is going to unfold in a way where he's got a shot at the, at, at the line. He's got a shot at the team, but realistically, it's a little depressing that he's not going to be in the mix. And it's a little depressing that we don't have that mullet flowing around the, 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 you know, the 1500. So it, there was just like, as, as great of a race as it was. And I think as solid as a team we're sending to Budapest, it's just like a little part of me. It's like, man, uh, I just wish those guys were in the mix still. I uh, I had that note written down
0: exactly. It's like it sucks that Centro was in that final and he was there. I mean he was there but just there. there. <laughs> um I I got to go grab my my charger and I'll probably grab beer while while I'm I'm down there. Um cuz I've been trying to find locations here, so I left half of my materials downstairs, but I just want to get uh, a couple quick things out there your ed's awesome uh his like smile as he crosses the finish line is just like he, he's just the best like he, he's something about it. like he still he's, he's a goofball i he's know such but, a goofball. but like something about his smile he was like still surprised that he was coming across the, the line as a usa champion it's like we're beyond that point. Okay. There's no being surprised anymore. Like you are that guy, but I don't know something about the look when he crossed the finish line. I was like, he still seems surprised about it. Like, I don't know
2: when you're that good. And we talk about, Oh, get out, get out, home run, home run, home run. Who? sorry. I'm watching Red Sox turn. Just hit a two run, hit a three run Jack. That's what I'm talking about, Turner. Uh, But so I, I wrote this down. We talk about how athletes, when you're that good, you know, we kind of want you to go a certain way, whether it's like be the heel, you know, be the No Lyles rocking the the three peat jacket, right? Um, but I'm fine if you go the other way and you just kind of be the aloof goofball. And I look at Yared and I see him as like a golden retriever. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a, that's exactly. He's just, he's just always gonna be like. Hey guys, what's going on? You know, he's I'm just happy to be here. You know, the golden retriever hey, from
1: Up. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, he's he's just and I'm okay with that. And that's kind of like, I think there's something endearing about that about having a guy that's that badass at that distance. It is just like, oh, oh, I just ran three twenty nine. Oh, that's 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 cool. You know,
0: hundred percent. I mean? Um, and before my computer dies here and really screws things up, my other thoughts rapid fire. Um, Joe Waskin, huh? Um, <laughs> Cole Hawker, like, you know, good to see him make the team. I, I again, I think he's another guy. I think it's it's good, kind of good for the sport to to have him there. Um, it? It, 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 I think it is. I think, but I think it's best best case scenario for you, Steve. Like, he's in the mix. He's in the mix. I think it's good for him to be there. We didn't win. Uh and then Sam Preko being fourth just it makes all the sense in the world. Like it just it makes all the sense in the world that he finishes fourth. That those are my thoughts. You guys talk. I'll be right back.
2: Um I almost nailed my Henry Wynn prediction. Uh the
1: guy, I, guy finished I, fifth. I was gonna in, say we in the need race. A health check. Well, just I so I sure. actually
2: I actually just sent him a DM. Um so the race and and I was watching this and I was like, this is unfolding like the exact way that I said it needed to unfold for him to have a chance, and coming into that last two hundred meters, I was like, "Holy crap, this is gonna happen!" And and he man, he almost did. And another one of those things where it's just like, maybe if positioning's a little different, he has a shot. But man, I, it's um it's bummer to see him so close without making that team and. He's, he's having, he's having an incredible year. He had an awesome indoor season. It's great to see it go to outdoor. Um, And he's a guy I feel like a couple of years ago could have faded into obscurity, Um, but he didn't. And he kept grinding, kept working hard and he's running the best he ever has. And maybe this continues for another year. Right. And we see him at this, you know, a year from now in the, in the mix and, um, he he's considered like a, a real contender. Maybe he has a little confidence coming into it. So, um, man, it, it just right, right there. So we, I mean, we we had the Sam the bold. I feel like all of us had the bold predictions of like Sam Prakel and Henry Wynn being in the mix. And to see those guys go four or five, um, it's it's a it's 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 crazy to watch. But and it's a you know so close to nailing those. But yeah, dude, I would. I,
1: I feel like they are the. Um, and I mean no disrespect by this, but like the perennial like outside looking in, like right there. Right. And I think yeah. to your point, this is such a good like learning ex not learning experience. They know their shit, but like it's just another one of those races that probably just came down to positioning and yeah. it rolled out exactly the way that it, it needed to for for Henry Wynn and Sam Prekel to have a chance. Um, And again, it's not like they lost or were off the podium by that much. And that's what I love most about like the 1500 in the 800 is it's, it can, it can be one of those races where it's balls to the wall, but when it comes down to those like real tactical races too, and you're just burning up the last 300, it comes down to tenths of a second. and it's just so 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 fun to watch um and then the last storyline that i had from the 1500 um is mike could not have been more right about johnny Gregoric.
2: no i was right about johnny Gregoric. mike said he had a shot and i said i said he will be in the mix but he does not have have a shot that's what i said
1: okay i apologize you you said i thought it was mike you
2: said when you said Johnny, when you said that Sam Prakel and um, and Henry Wynn were will be the perennial outside looking in, I don't feel that way about them. I feel like they got a shot and they were there. Johnny Gregoric is the perennial outside looking in guy. No, I, and he, I, I
1: mean, and he I, will I, be
2: he will be for the next three years. <laughs> I think he will I always think, be there. He will always be in the final, but he will not be on the podium.
0: I mean, I think I think we might probably agreed on it, but I think I said something similar to the fact of like. I just—he's the guy you want. I'm, I'm like always sure. disappointed. I'm always disappointed because I want, I want Johnny. I want Johnny so badly to be in the mix, and I just—it's been a long time since he has been. And every time he steps on line, you think, "Well, he
1: could. He could. You never know." Like he's—he's got- he's one of those guys, man. He, I mean. It's like since he was He's a high sub 350 runner. guy. He's a sub top, 350 top miler, top one, dude. Yeah,
0: I just uh, he could do it. Yeah. And I don't know Um a credit to me. I left, went from the top floor of this house all the way downstairs. I peed. I grabbed the beer, grabbed my charger, got back up for the 1500 meter conversation was over. So I just want to say credit to me.
2: Should we jump over to 800 meters? Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh,
2: Let's okay. start with the women's eight hundred meters. Listen, if... we started the podcast was my only bad prediction, but I friggin nailed everything to in and, and my boldest prediction, the boldest of all the takes, the boldest of all the predictions was Nia Atkins. And she friggin' won the race. She has not been in the conversation for a USA Championship, ever. Not once. Not once. And I said, you know what? I think she's. I think she's ready to to to, to be in the mix here. I think she's ready to have a big race. And she won the fucking race. I nailed it, Steve. You know that this is this is one of those things where I am so upset that gambling was not available. That's so that I was. Race. I would have. I would have been rich.
0: I was just about to say, if DraftKings had lines on this event, you know none of these things would have happened. Because you would is. put all your money on it, none of these things would have happened. I would have
2: put, put down $5,000 to win $5 on Ryan Krauser, and that's about it.
0: Yes, you would have won that. Um, <laughs> I, I you, you, Your prediction was obviously much better, but I also do want to say... I talked about how Aji, I just did. I just don't trust in big races, and it just continues. She is so goddamn good, so talented. I I will never put a cent if DraftKings ever heads on. Never put a cent on. I just do not trust her in big races. It just won't happen. And she just like quit. Like she yeah, was just was, like she knew she wasn't gonna win. It was like I'm like
2: I'm done today. Yeah, not not happening. Should we move on to the the men's 800?
0: I got a lot to say about this.
1: Yeah, can
2: I? I, I do too. All right. Can I here here?
1: All right. Lead us off.
2: So here, uh, can I can I lead us off with the DM exchange with uh with our boy Bryce? Yes, yes. please. Because Mike, last week you said something, and I said I am going to send that to him right now. And I said, I just sent him a message. I said, time to let the world know that the USA 800 meter goes through Bryce Hopple. And he said back, yes, sir. And uh, after the after the win, I said, congratulations on the world. And all he said back to me was jobs not finished. Uh, How much do you love that? I love Bryce
0: Hopple. I love Bryce Hopple. I would say. We talk a lot about like our guys, our girls. Bryce has been like the, he might be the number one two crew, you know, guy
2: out there. Like, I, that's I, a bold statement. He, but maybe not number one, but he is top So, say, say, like, in terms of like fandom and being able to like, in terms of fandom and being able to seriously compete for a world championship, our guy in that sense. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I get okay. what you're saying. Like we, we
0: have people who um, maybe we have like closer relationships with and we communicate with more, but like Bryce, we've been so huge on since the beginning, we interviewed him so early in like the podcast and like at the start of his, he had just kind of like rattled off that win streak. And we, so we were kind of early on. It was early for us. It was early on like for him. And we've just kind of like both grown together, I guess is like my point. Like we more, we, more like, so
2: than Josh Kerr.
0: I think so. I think so. I, I don't know. Like, I also think that the fact that he's USA, like plays a role in it. Too. Like, I don't know. Like
2: he, he's just the best. And, and, and I think, and I think, Josh has proven that he's in the mix. He's 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 a he's an Olympic medalist. Um, But the idea of him taking down Jakob, I don't know if it's going to happen. Right. But yeah, but but Bryce could legitimately take home a gold. Yeah. So this race was
0: chaos from the start. And Bryce stayed completely composed through all of it. Right. Like. He was in the mix of like within the first 300 meters. You had, um, who was it? It was Isaiah Harris, right? Who tried to like take that weird move where he, like, there was no room and he tried to pass in between two people and it created this, uh, you know, jumble where people were pushing each other. And Bryce was right in the thick of that and he just kind of cleared his way he made sure he wasn't getting caught up in that. he pushed people out of his way he kept his space stayed on his feet okay all good and then a little bit later on him and Clayton Murphy kind of like cross legs and again he but he just like seemed laser focused both of these times he was in those tangles and he managed to just kind of like assert himself and make sure that he was staying on his feet and he wasn't gonna let that disrupt him Um, and he just owned that race from start to finish. I do want to say about Isaiah Harris. He had some quote before the race where he mentioned like, uh, you know, uh, these people, there are people in this race. This is isn't exactly what we said, but I'm paraphrasing. There are people in this race who like want to talk strategy, want to talk tactics as like a group. And I'm not into that. Like I'm not interested in talking tactics with these folks. So, like, I get that. I, I I like that quote for the most part. But then he goes out there and kind of races like a jerk. And it's just like, yeah, just kind of all over the place. So it was like when I initially heard the quote, I was like, oh, I kind of like that quote. But then the way he raced, he just raced like a complete jerk. And like, the, I I don't know, it changed the quote for me a little bit. Where I was like, oh, actually, maybe you're just an idiot and like a jerk and you don't care.
2: I don't know I didn't like the so, way hey, he raced so uh, I I Harris I I predicted I predicted that he'd be on the podium that yeah. was another prediction not a big deal um and I have watched that race watching that race I kind of got a bad taste of my mouth and I had the same I had a similar reaction to the quote that you did and then I remembered this guy stood us up. Three times. For the- oh yeah! I, oh my God! I <laughs> forgot about it. stood us up three times. So I don't know. I think I'm out on Isaiah. Harris.
0: Yeah, and and he tried to mess up my guy be up. Um, my last two points on this. I know I've said a lot on this, but um, Clayton Murphy squeezed in. I don't know. I've never been a Clayton Murphy guy, but he did squeeze in. He does. He does seem to always. Clayton squeeze Clayton Murphy in. stood us up too. He did. He did. Um, the 800 meters. The
2: Listen, I feel outside like of we, we oh, have a great
0: relationship. Donovan Brazier, the, the ultimate state. We have a
2: great relationship with like, runners across the USA team, and we don't get stood up that often. But for some reason, the men's 800 meters, we've been stood up by like five of the top 10 uh, US 800 meters, yeah. meter runners. <laughs> um, and then, so my very last point.
0: Uh, Jewett did not make the team. Fell apart down the home stretch. I love the way he raced it. He went after it. He and he always kind of does that. He like he likes to push the pace, and he just didn't have it at the end. Uh, but I love the way he raced it and it sucks that he came up short. Um, but I, I especially where I look at like this top three, like the team, right, like Hop Harris, who I am now kind of is, is a villain in my eyes, and Clayton Murphy is kind of like meh. It's like, I, I would love to see Jewett on that team. I loved the way he raced. And it just sucks that he fell a little short. Danny, I know you said you had time to say on this. I'm sorry that I just took up like 50 minutes of airtime spewing all my thoughts.
1: You're good, dude. You said most of what I wanted to say anyways. So that's so so no yeah. big deal. Um, but I think two two things that I have. One, I don't mind a race where there's a little bit of like physical controversy, Right. Me too. Like I, I think it's great. I think it's good to see it, it, it kind of changes things up, particularly in finals um, where a lot of them can tend to be like sit back more tactical. Like I, I don't mind seeing like little dust ups like that. Um, And then on. Your Danny, point, can, I, let me
2: let me let me jump in just because I want to talk about that. Um, I love a physical race and I it's one of the reasons I en- really enjoy watching the 800 because I like a physical race, but it needs to be the right type of physicality. And what Mike was talking about Harris is like that, that first instance of contact, he was just trying to go through a space that like wasn't there. He just ran up on two guys heels where it's like, that's messed up. Like you can't, you can't run up on somebody's back in the 800. I mean, you could have very easily clipped somebody, their heel and been them out of the race. The contact needs to be like side to side or kind of like fighting to jump out and go around. You can't, uh, At the barrel, you can't just like try to go through a hole that's not there. That's messed up contact.
1: Yeah, exactly, and that's my point on Isaiah Harris. Like, if you want to be the guy who's going to make the race a little bit more physical, I don't want to talk tactics. Blah blah blah. That's all well and good, sure. Like, if you want to make if you want to make it that type of race, I'm I'm cool with that. But the second where you're like running up on guys, like you said, Steve, you're potentially clipping heels, giving guys flat tires. Like you're going to knock, you're eventually going to knock somebody over. You're going to potentially get somebody hurt. Right. Like you just, you just kind of being a dickhead, like just race physically, but don't run up on guys' backs. It's too fast of a race to do that. Yeah. That's my thoughts on it.
2: Keep going I didn't mean to cut you off. I just wanted to, I just kind of wanted to jump in on that point. Did you have something else
1: you wanted to say on that? No, 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 no. Those were the, those were kind of, the exact two things I thought again, like I loved the Isaiah Harris quote. And if he kind of wants, and I I feel like I've said it every time I've ever been on this podcast. Like I love a good villain. If he wants to be the villain in the 800 meters, like he's going to get probably the Patrick Donovan vote of confidence. I love a good villain, but just be a villain. That's not getting anybody hurt. Like everybody's trying to, everybody's out there trying to do the same thing. You know, everybody's trying to win. Just give guys elbows. Don't step on guys' Achilles.
2: And just say you don't want to come on the podcast. Don't keep setting times with us and not showing. Yeah, chat. man.
1: Like, listen, my, <laughs> my two guys work hard. They got kids now, man. <laughs> not a lot of time in the day. Just waking up at 5 a.m. to do long runs. That's
2: my point. Um, hey, looking at the results here, though, but um, so um, Hopple's got the qualifier. Harris does not have a qualifier. Murphy does not have a qualifier. Jewett does not have a qualifier. Will Sumner has a qualifier. So as of right now, the two U S runners going to worlds are Bryce Hopple Hopple, and will Sumner. Okay.
1: I have a question. How many are there left for them to get a qualifier? Are there any
2: there's time? Yeah, there's, there's time, time. there's time, but you got to run a pretty decent time. I mean, I, I mean, looking at unless this is wrong, Isaiah Harris and Clayton Murphy aren't going to Budapest. Okay, I, I was not aware of that. that. So
0: okay, um, before we move on from the eight hundred, just completely unrelated note, can we can we get a? It's been a while. Let's let's get Bryce on soon.
2: Yes, it's been way, way too long. Yeah, maybe yeah. Le- maybe leading up to Worlds,
0: we can we can get worse. before
1: yeah. we move on. I wanted to comment on your guys' thoughts of like the P two E guy. As yeah, someone who's listened day one, every episode, some of them twice, he's a top three P two E guy. 100 sure. percent for sure. I for sure. I think you guys would have a hard time deciding who's like ranking them, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. But I'd love to see you try. No,
2: no. Yeah. <laughs> we got we got some guys out there. We got some guys. Um, so um, uh, let's see. What else are we missing anything here? Do we do? We skip over and let me look go through my notes here. Right I forward.
0: have two random events. Um, but besides that, we pretty much hit. it. Oh, three. My last three notes I had. What do you got, Mike? Well, so I had the. Um, the men's steeple. Do we see this? Oh, yeah. Yep, yep. Um, Kenneth Rooks out of BYU. Yep. He takes a hell of a fall, like a bad fall over one of the steeples, puts him way back in dead last, fights back, comes back, wins the race, and it was a bad... It, it was a badass performance. Uh, I mean, his fall was no joke. This wasn't like a <clears throat> stumbled over the steeple. Like, he fell hard. And it... Would have made a lot of sense for a guy like him. Like, if you don't recover from that, I mean, still race, but like to come back and win after that and win the way he did, that was a badass race.
2: And that's, um, that's a weird event where when you fall in that event, I feel like you get an adrenaline rush that might help you you know it, yeah, and me. i think it's i think it's kind of unique to the steeple where it's such a weird event where you if you get that adrenaline bump it's like a it's a huge it's a huge um advantage uh, and also uh in steeple i think uh one of the storylines was our guy Andy Byer, kind of uh, uh you know former a friend of the program um, and we've talked to him, and we've talked about him. He kind of left the sport a couple years back, but has kind of made uh, a little bit of a comeback and made it to the finals at uh at usas, which is which is pretty cool. So um, and I know I, I, he he's a guy that I think we've I've connected with a couple of times. I know he follows us like on Instagram. I know he, he's been pretty active with us um so like i we've always been a fan of him we did an early morning interview we did one of those uh doha interviews mike I guess, yeah four o'clock in the morning with him do you remember that
0: i sure do and i also feel we like did, we did a uh... I, I was gonna say I that was also like one of my favorite uh instagram videos i ever made was like the promo for his and friggin' instagram took it down because i used it uh I don't know, too popular of a song, I guess.
2: Send me the video. I'll, I'll try to I, I've I've become a master at, at getting around the Instagram. Oh man. You got hit
1: with some copyright infringement, Mike?
0: Yeah, it was that um God who sings that song. It's like, hey look, my I made it. Oh yeah. Oh, it was I, a no su- idea, I know what it was a is. sweet video. And it like it, it was up for like two
2: days and then Instagram took it down on me. I was pissed about that. Home. Yeah, we, oh, I'm pretty sure we're shadow banned on Instagram. Oh, another home run, baby. And they chucked it back on. I the... just
1: put the video. I didn't watch this. I didn't see this race. Admittedly, I just took a look at the results, and I knew he fell. But that's a digger. <laughs> yeah, he, he hits Jeez, it. That. He fell hard, dude. Wow.
2: Oh, yeah. I, so I was saying I'm, I'm pretty sure we're, we're 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 shadow banned on Instagram because we've done so many copyright things because <laughs> no nobody, nobody sees our, sh- our Instagram. And, and like we were we were, they were we were growing like pretty consistently, like we'd get, you know, 40, 50 follows like, you know, for like a week and then it turned into a month. Now we haven't got a single new. New follower in like almost a year, so <laughs> yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they were like, all this, all this account has done is put up copyright shit. We're shadow banning the hell out of them. So <laughs> yeah.
0: Um. Uh, all right, the other two I had were Dendi wins the long jump. It's our guy.
2: Huge friend of the program.
0: And then I don't know if anybody anybody's say on it, but Knighton. Winning the two hundred, I mean, obviously Lyles isn't in it, but he when it's pretty much going away, um, he's awesome. Uh, but I, 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 you know, it's like without Lyles there, it's it makes the event a little less fun because nothing. I saying like, I like Lyles being in the mix. With the hundred that that's fun too, but the night and Lyles. Uh, you know, going back and forth there. And like that, like um, them racing each other is a lot of fun without Lyles. It's just night and kind of just taking care of business.
1: Just dusting everybody.
0: Yeah. Just taking care of business.
1: Yeah. That's it. That's a,
0: those are all my notes.
2: I know. Anything else for you, Donnie? No, nah, that's everything I got. All right, boys. Well, why don't we kick off the bell lap? <laughs> Mike, what do you got for people on the bell app?
0: Yeah, it was pretty good. Um, I, I think my internet maybe would have saved me anyways if I tried to interrupt interrupt you there. Um, but I I was waiting it out. Even if you waited like four minutes, I was just I wasn't saying nothing that time. Uh, my bell app is um, this weekend I turn thirty, so I guess that's the uh that's the end, boys. That's it. It's all over. See you later. It's done. It's done. That's <laughs> uh. You know, the, the beginning of the end for me. So that's it.
2: Oh, <laughs> come on. Come on. Come uh, there there there's certain aspects of my life. There, listen, there's parts that get worse. There's parts well, that get worse. The fact the fact that I can I can uh I can be at the gym every single morning and be running miles and like every single day and not get like Faster at all anymore is it hurts, but there are parts that get way better. There, I, I, don't don't let them don't let them talk say it's all downhill. I, you, I, if you let it get downhill, it will get downhill. But there are I, parts that get back.
0: I totally agree. And I and I being facetious, it's like the um the parts that do get downhill. It's like yeah, I, I don't even a, a, a one and a half year old like those those things are long gone. So. You know, the it's it's what it is. It's like we, we're we're on the bigger and better things from here.
2: Danny, what do you got for people on the bell app?
1: Yeah. Uh as I mentioned at the top, I was in Nashville the last week. Uh our company actually brought in uh two like local artists to do a writer's room kind of session for us for us. So kind of like a small private concert, they take you through through their process of writing songs i also talk to you about like why they wrote particular songs, so on and so forth. So you ever have the, uh, um the opportunity to to attend one of those. Like, That's pretty 1000% cool. would tell you to do it. But my bell lap is for those of you who kind of like country music in more of like the singer songwriter type version. So think like Rascal Flats, that type of stuff. One of the two artists that came and played was this guy, Fancy Haygood. He's actually written songs for Rascal Flats and I am not over exaggerating when I say this was the best live music I've ever heard. The guy has the voice of an angel
2: and fancy I have
1: Haygood. downloaded his album on Spotify called Southern Curiosity it's very very good um very very talented guy so if you're you know just looking working want to listen to something new fancy good Give it a listen. My two favorite songs are "Don't Blink" and "Southern Curiosity."
2: Mm, very cool. I got them. I got them pulled up on Spotify. I'm gonna check them out later. Um. So hey, I am um, on my Bell app. So I was down. Obviously, I was down in Puerto Rico. Mike just left the podcast. So see you later, Mike. Um. Oh, there he is. Just uh, the. Dog. <laughs> I was down in. Uh, I was down in Puerto Rico last week. I was at a resort. And I bumped into a uh a kid I used to run cross country with. He, he was just at the same resort with his uh with his family, Steve uh Steve Ein. Do you know Steve Ain? He was he was a year older
1: than me. No, uh, I wouldn't have run against him.
2: We wouldn't have run against him, but maybe I was just maybe maybe you 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 know him from like the alumni race or something like that. But um so Steve, I I probably little oh, high? Yeah, a little high.
1: Oh, I thought you meant.
2: Bentley. No, 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 no. Lowell high a high school kid. I ran, I ran in high school with, um, and, uh, I probably haven't seen, I probably haven't seen Steve in a over a decade. Right. And, uh, you know, he's got young kids and so we're hanging out and, you know, uh, you know, my wife was chat with his wife and whatever. We, we, we kind of, we kind of hung out a little bit at the resort um, and him and I went to the casino one night. We took the casino as all, all it was worth. We, we crushed the casino that night. Um, and my wife was talking to me. She's like, she's like, you know, there's probably like two to four people from high school if I saw them at a resort that I'd want to hang out with. And I was like, yeah, I get that. But I think it's a cross-country thing right where if you bump if you bumped into any of the kids that you ran cross country with in college or high school there is a bond there where it's like you you you've gone to war with this person you've done miles with this person like you know excessive miles with this person you know more things about them than some really close people know about them and i think it's like a cross country bond where it was just like Oh, we're at the same resort. Like it wasn't even a question. We're like, we're going to hang out for a little bit. Um, So I, and it is, inter- she brought that up and I was like, huh? Yeah, you're right. But I think it's different when you've just done a ton of miles with somebody,
1: you know? So no thoughts on that. All right. No, I don't disagree. <laughs> I there's a ton of kids <laughs> that we ran with in high school that if I saw them at a Resort in Puerto Rico, I'd want to hang out with them, but there's a few of them that I would just keep on walking too. So
2: <laughs> all right, all right. Well, I'll get on, it. <laughs> on, that <note.
1: laughs> on that
2: note. Faster, but I peeked too early.
0: Oh,
1: can
2: you hear me? My microphone? Is my microphone dead? I would run faster, but I peaked too early. Mike, hit me with the juice.
0: at for the last few days and he's unhappy with me.
1: Has my guy been cooped up?
0: He's been mad cooped up. Alright.
1: Wanna run it back?
0: Yeah, I mean I can't guarantee that This dog's gonna behave himself in the next but we're just gonna have to figure it
1: out. Shoot him, dude. Alright. Leave
2: that in. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, <can> <laughs> all right, all right, all right, here we go, here we go, here
1: we go. Another shoulder to cry.